Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. I want to share with you today about the new season that we're in. It is definitely a new season. It's not just a new season because of COVID. It's a new season because God is doing something new in the earth. And it's already started. Genesis eight twenty two. I want to read from that, and I'm going to read a few other verses, quite a few verses today, and look into them. But in Genesis eight twenty two, it says this: While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And you know, in the Old Testament, there are natural things that are happening that, when they're described, there's almost always a deeper spiritual meaning. So I would say that these cycles that are just spoken of and their spiritual counterparts are always going to be here as long as the earth remains. They shall not cease. And in this hour, we have been in a long seed time. It's been a long time of planting and watering, and planting, and watering. But harvest time is coming. Harvest time, I'd say, is already here in more that ways than one. First of all, we are going to be harvesting that which we have been sowing, sowing, and sowing over, I would say, years. Many of us, many years of sowing. There's a harvest season. Remember, seed time and then harvest time. There is a harvest time coming for those that have been sowing. I want to encourage you with that. And the Bible says, God is not mocked. You will reap in due season. And due season is here. It's beginning. It's coming. And the second way I believe that there is a harvest is there is a harvest of souls. God, you know, has spoken of the harvest in the Old Testament. And if you look at the New Testament, the harvest isn't just talking about the grains and natural crops. It's talking about a spiritual crop of souls, of people. And how are these people being reaped? They're being brought into the kingdom. They've been prepared They've been matured, somehow ready to come into the kingdom of God. And that's where I believe things are. I believe God's been working in society somehow. I believe God's been doing things, ordaining people's steps, bringing people into a certain place of life where there's going to be a tremendous move of God that connects with that. That's going to bring them to the Lord, and there's going to be a great time of harvest. I really believe that, and I believe that for many individuals. It's been like winter. Remember, the Bible says it's going to be summer and winter. That's never going to cease. And I believe that many people have been in a long, long winter season. But the winter is over, coming to an end. We're seeing the end of that. And there's a summer, even now, that we're entering into. It's right around the corner. And things are going to begin to blossom. And things are going to begin to bloom and to flourish in this hour. In Isaiah 43, verse 8, God says this, Don't call to mind the former things, nor consider 
or pay attention to the things of old. Behold, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. It's already been initiated. It's, the trigger's been pulled. It's on the way. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. There's so many things here in this verse that I believe that apply to right now. First of all, he says, don't bring to mind the former things. Why? Because he's saying it's a new season coming and things are going to be different than they have been. He doesn't want us to think about former things, first of all, because he doesn't want you to make that a reference for how things are anymore. He doesn't want you to define your now by your yesterday. He doesn't want you to begin to see your life today by the patterns that seem to have been working in your life in the past. And that might have been a pattern of failure, a pattern of doors not opening, a pattern of you looking like you're in the same rut. God doesn't want you to see yourself in that same pattern anymore. You need to see yourself differently. In fact, you have to be able to see yourself differently to walk fully in the new things that God brings your way. You don't always just pop out of it. God begins to work, you recognize it, and then you begin to flow with God and you're expecting. You see, and we're at the point now where people need to begin to wake up to what God is doing. They need to begin to wake up to there's a new season. I need to quit being connected to the past and thinking things are always going to be like that. I've made my life like a self-fulfilling prophecy where I'm seeing something and it's happening in a negative way. You need to pop out of that. And you see, your past may have been more positive. You may have been very successful in the last season. And for you, I would say, don't just think that it's going to be done the same way it was before. What happens when we're successful is we don't ever want to change and go into the new. We say, oh, what we've had is good enough. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to lose what I've had. I don't want to go backwards. I'm afraid of losing, you see, and that can be a problem. So you don't need to look back at what's been and try to replicate that, even if it's been good, because God says, I'm doing a new thing. And if it's been good, you're going to go from glory to glory, from one place of blessing to another place of blessing, if you're willing to let go of the old and to grab hold of the new and to go through the scary transition where you don't see where you're going, you don't know where you're going yet, you don't see it yet, but you're having to trust God. I know God is pulling me out of where I've been, out of this, you know, whatever I've been doing and do, the way I've been doing it, and he's bringing me into something different. So I'm just going to trust God as I'm going forward. And you can be very confident as you're doing that. It sounds scary, but when you're walking with the Lord, there is a divine covering that comes over your heart and mind because you're trusting the Lord. You're walking with God and he prepares you to take those steps. I'm not saying it won't be scary a little bit. You're going to enter into more and more confidence as you walk forward into new things. So don't look back anymore. Look forward. The old is over. The old is over and the new is coming your way and coming our way. I just want to encourage you, you know, are you, are you um, one of those waiting for 
everything just to come back the way it was. That's not going to happen. You need to let go of that. Everything's not going to just come back the way it was. You might think it's impossible to go forward. You know, you might be thinking, you know, I can't see how to go forward. I, I don't know how to go forward. I, I don't know what to do. I, it just, there's no way to go forward. And in fact, even in this environment where, you know, we've been through so much craziness and so many people have lost their jobs and whatnot, in your mind, you, you might go, it's more impossible than ever, you know, to go forward and to prosper in this hour. But you see, God's going to do it. All you need to be is a willing vessel. You need to be open to it. And why does God tell you, I want you to disconnect from the past. I want you to quit thinking about that. I'm doing something new. Why doesn't God just do it? Because your participation is necessary. It's necessary that you connect with God and what he's saying now, not with what he said yesterday. It's important that you connect with God and not just your old comfort zone and the way, oh, I like the way God did it before. I really, I want that again. Oh, I don't care about that. Let me just say this too. Sometimes when God does something new, we don't want to do what God's doing because we don't even like that sometimes. Sometimes, hey, we just are so excited for anything. But sometimes when God does something new, initially, we just want to go back to the old because we're looking back at the old. But God wants to disconnect us from that. And don't think it's impossible for you to go forward because God's the one that's going to do it. And he says this in that verse, don't look back. I'm doing something new. And he says, you will indeed see it. Even now it's coming. And he says, I'm going to make roads in the desert. God loves to make a way where there is no way. God loves to open up doors for people where it looks like there are no doors to even be open. God loves that. And I would just say, this is a time where we're, I believe we're going to see that on a scale we have never seen before, where God opens up a door where there was no door, where he makes rivers in the desert where there ought not to be any rivers, where he's making a way for his people. I believe we're going to hear more and more testimonies of those kinds of things happening. And it's amazing. And God is fully capable of doing it. So I want to encourage you in this hour, stay close to God, trust in him. Don't go backwards. Don't try to recreate that. And remember Joseph. You remember Joseph? Joseph was in a place where it looked like there could have been no help. Things went from bad to worse. He'd had, I forgot how many years of it, but it'd been like 13 years or whatever. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. And then after all of this, he believes. And in one day, the, the word of God, by the way, says, he believed and the word of God was purifying him. You see, God was doing a work. And what was Joseph doing in those bad days? He was sowing to God. He was doing right. He was doing what pleased God. He had a long season of sowing, 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 doing right, ministering to others when he felt down, interpreting others' dreams, you know, serving in the dungeon. I mean, he's sowing, he's sowing, he's sowing. And then one day he began to reap. I mean, and it happened in one day. And one day in the middle of the desert where there was no hope, no, no way, no open door, no way he could figure out how it's going to happen. You see, God put him in a place where he had to go. I've done everything I know how to get out of here. I've done everything I know to do for a breakthrough. All I need to do now is not give up and just put my eyes on God. And the Word of God says he actually did that. And the Word of God 
cleansed him while he was in jail. And guess what? God popped him out in a day. Never forget that story because God loves to do things like that. And a lot of things are going to be done like that in this hour. And Jesus Christ is going to get all the glory and the credit for it. Every time it happens, we need to shout and say, look what only God could have done that I could not have done. Look what God did for me. He caused me to go to the end of my rope. And then look what he did. He just shows everybody it wasn't me. He just did this. You see, God loves to do things that way. God loves to come through for his people. He lets things go sometimes what looks like a long time, but he will come through. He will be faithful. Do not forget the testimony of the Lord. And remember, God loves to do new things and bring new things into the earth. And the old things are over and new things are coming into the earth. You need to align yourself for it. You need to get out of your discouragement. You need to get out of your negative mindset. You need to, if you've been stuck, you need to sort of begin to move and get out of that. I would just mention too, there's going to be a lot of things happening different in church. I believe in the past, somehow we got caught up in this thing of, you know, I do believe we should believe for numbers because numbers represent souls, right? But we shouldn't compromise for numbers. And we shouldn't look at numbers and say, oh, I have more numbers if I do it this way. I'm not saying that's absolutely wrong, but I'm saying it'll take you in the wrong path and you can start to make decisions that aren't very godly. And we can be end up becoming like the world, trying to get more people. And the first thing you know, we've disconnected from God and we've started connecting with, oh, if I do it like this, da, 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 da. no, that's not going to work anymore. It might work to build something, but it's not going to build God's church. God's going to build his church through God, through his presence. And there's going to be a church coming into the earth where people are experiencing God. They're loving God. They're loving one another. They love to be together. They, they want to hang out. They want to talk about God. They're sharing life. They're worshiping together, praying together. Oh, let me just say this. It's going to be a, an amazing thing that God does. And I believe that sincerity and simplicity are going to be the key for what's coming. It's not going to be a show. What's going to be attractive is simplicity and sincerity of heart. Let me just say, I'd rather have the power of God in a barn than to be in the most amazing building. I mean, God's not against amazing buildings, but sometimes he wants to remove all that because we've been looking at the wrong things. Sometimes he just wants to say, I want to get your attention off of that because I want to begin to show you what's really important. And sometimes we have to take our eyes absolutely off of those things so that we can reconnect with God. And we go, oh, God, what was I thinking? What was I running after? This is what I needed the whole time. It was this, this real presence, this real experience, you see. And I believe that there's a day coming, and even now is, where God's going to be the focus of church again, where the things of God, goodness, righteousness, truth, Love, that's going to be the focus of church again. There's going to be true worship. And I want to encourage all of you, as I said a little earlier, don't judge what the church is going to be and what it begins to look like too quickly. Don't start going, oh, I want it to be old like this was. Oh, I want to be in this environment. You know what? Just hold your horses. Just be willing to go through whatever transitional stages have to happen. Let God do what God wants to do. Sometimes in getting somewhere, we just don't want to go the direction God says for some reason. And God gets us there. So don't be so fast to judge. I remember a guy with a very strong prophetic grace on his life. 
came and ministered in our church one day, and I heard him ministering to one of the people, and he said something like, uh, you know, God wants to use you in this way, and, and this church, is God's really going to use the internet, and it's really going to take off, da-da-da-da-da. And I remember going, oh, no, I don't want that. I want it to grow. This. I want it just mostly through this. I, I don't even hardly understand how to grow a church through the internet. I mean, that was just sort of crazy. And I'd even had a dream where God told me to go to streams where the people are and reach them. But anyway, that's something that I, I didn't find appealing. God has his own ways, <laughs> which are different than our ways, bigger than our ways. And sometimes we have to yield to them before we see the wisdom of them. And sometimes we have to go through the initial phases of not understanding and it not fitting into what we've known in the past and we can't figure out how it's going to fit into our future. We have to go through those stages and experiment with God before new things are uncovered, you see. And that's why God has said, quit looking at the past. I'm doing something new. Do you not see it? And I believe that it's difficult for many people to see because they're trying to recreate the past. And God's like, let go. I'm sure some of those things will be brought into the future. If we're just trying to replicate the past, that's not a good thing. One thing that I'd say is going to happen to church is it's going to become salty again. The church is going to become salty again. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt is made where it's not salty anymore, what's it good for? And you see, I believe that the church is the salt of the earth, right? We're something different. And we're not the leaven of the earth, so to speak. I mean, leaven, you could use it that way, but it's usually negative, right? And salt goes into food. It's a positive thing. It brings flavor. It bring, it's preservation. But he says, salt that's lost its flavor, savor, is not good for anything except to be thrown away or thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. And I think it's interesting that he added and trampled underfoot by men because that's exactly what happens to the church that loses its savor, its flavor, and it tries to be like the world. And it's like everybody else, you see. God says that has no power anymore. There's nothing different anymore. And that's what's happened, I believe, in our church world. The church has become like the world, has lost its flavor, and rather than having more influence like they might have thought was going to happen, they've only been trampled underfoot by men. That's what's been happening. Step back and think about it. We've lost our power, we've lost our flavor, and we've tried to be like the world to win the world, and we've only been trampled underfoot by the world. But I would just say God is going to bring the salt back into the church. He's going to make the church salty again. Not only that, but he's going to get the salt to get out of this salt shaker of the church building and to get into the earth. Now, it's interesting. If you look at, at the early church in Acts, you see that the church began to just stay in Jerusalem for the most part. Then a persecution arose. And because of the persecution, People went out from Jerusalem, and then miracles began to happen. They were reaching Samaritans, and I mean, they were reaching people from all different walks of life. What brought that about? It was the persecution. <laughs> you know, they weren't thinking, we need to get out of this salt shaker and into the earth. But that's what happened. And when, when that happened, miracles began to happen in a new dramatic way. You can read the story of Philip as, as a great example of that. But anyway, I believe that's what's happening today. God is taking us 
out of the salt shaker of only being in the building. Everything's happening in the building. I think most ministers didn't want it to be that way, but somehow it just ends up being that way. That's the path of least resistance for most everybody. God's going to take it out of that where it's not just that. I don't know how things are going to end up. I certainly believe God's going to use the big building meetings, you know, but I believe there's going to be a lot more of something else happening that's going to be amazing and wonderful.